Hello, friends, and welcome to uh, an episode of Adflips and Maple Dips. It's episode 133. It's me, Patrick, here in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Uh, he's Justin Anderson in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Justin, um, one word. How you feeling? Pain. Yeah, that I would say that sums it up. <laughs> There's a lot to talk about, um, but it's going to be a tough one to swallow. Um, follow us on Twitter, at BFMD Podcast. Check out the website, bfmdpodcast.com. We're on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, TuneIn, and, and a whole bunch more. Uh, shout out to our fans in Dunedin. I hope we never have to play a baseball game in front of you uh, that matters ever again. I would second that wholeheartedly. This uh, the stadium has uh, wore out its welcome for me. <laughs> yep. Yep. This is uh, this is the shits, <laughs> and there's no other way to put it. Justin, let's get right into the news. Uh, full disclaimer: we're aware of all the scores. We don't want to go through. We're not going to go through game we, by game. <laughs> yeah, any more than what we have to. As of right now, uh, the Jays are technically uh, still playing their uh, their final game of the four game set against Tampa Bay. They're down fourteen to seven. So fourteen to eight, guess. actually. Fourteen to eight. Oh, with two outs. Right. <laughs> Fantastic. So with one out left in the game, they had to score seven runs or six to tie. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not much else to say. Let's just get into uh, a little bit of news and then just punish yeah. ourselves. Some some roster news. Now, we're going to go back a week. So the last week, or last day we recorded was on May the 17th. That was the day that the Jays had optioned Nick Algeyer, who never got to pitch, back to Buffalo. Uh, they did activate Rafael Dolis before the uh, the game against Boston. The next day, they slipped the contract of Casey Lawrence, uh, and he went to Buffalo. Um, Thomas Hatch is on a rehab assignment with the Bisons right now. He pitched, uh, I believe, three innings and looked pretty good. I think he had one run. Uh, Ty Tice is with the team again. Uh, Anthony Castro and Joe Panic got activated. Kevin Biggio went to the injured list the 10-day with a cervical spine ligament sprain, something in his neck. Uh, Anthony Kay and Jeremy Beasley were both sent to AAA Buffalo on the 22nd, which was Saturday. And then Patrick Murphy began a rehab assignment with the Dunedin Blue Jays on uh, Sunday the 23rd as he works his way back from, I believe it was a shoulder injury as well. Um, so that could be some, some bullpen slash long relief opener reinforcements coming for the Jays soon if Murphy can get it right. Um, that's all the news we're going to go into. George Springer is still working through his running progressions. My understanding, based on the reports that I saw, is that he is not sprinting yet. Uh, once he gets up to sprinting, that's when they'll probably have to send him down to Buffalo for a rehab assignment. Or I guess to, to Trenton is where the, the Bisons are, since the Blue Jays will soon be leaving the unfriendly confines of the TD ballpark and heading to Salem Field in Buffalo. Thank goodness. All right. <laughs> Results, um, the game that the Jays are currently playing isn't quite over, but they are down six runs with one out uh, left to go in the game. So, with that being said, the Blue Jays did start the week off with a, with a win, Patrick. They won 8 to nothing against Boston. 
That's yeah. the highlight of the week. And the game is now yep. over, by the way. Um, the highlight of the week was the Jays beating the Red Sox 8 to nothing. That's it. That's where the it highlights a, stop. <laughs> it was a great game to watch if you're a Jays fan. Ryu was great. Yeah. The bullpen was great. Uh, Dolis, yeah, he had a walk, uh, but then he struck out three, and that's probably the highlight of Dolis' season because uh, <laughs> the rest of the week was an absolute unmitigated disaster Yeah. for the bullpen. Uh, shout out, though, Grichuk hit a home run. And, Denny uh, Jansen Irwin. had a couple of hits in, in that game, yeah. too. Yeah. The boys, the boys, everybody got a hit. Everybody who came up to the plate got a hit, uh, which is nice. Uh, again, you know, hang your hat on the 8 nothing win because it proved that when the Jays have their best up against the Red Sox best, um, you know, we got to Rodriguez uh, often in the middle stretch of the game mm-hmm. um, before he got the chase. Uh, but 7 for 19, runners in scoring position. That's yeah. how you do it. At that point, the Jays were half a game back of Boston for first place after that win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, with today's loss, the Jays now sit five games back of the Red Sox at an even 23 and 23. The Red Sox still have to play today, so we could be five and a half games back um, six days later after being a half game back. Uh, Wednesday's game, seven to three loss. Uh, that one's on Ross Stripling. He got six earned runs over uh, three and two-third innings. Not a great outing at all. Uh, the next game, <laughs> this game hurt. We got... Um, Matt's had a bad second inning, Patrick. He gave up five runs in that second inning. But other than that, he pitched six innings. The other five innings that he pitched did not give up a run. The Blue Jays managed to come back in that one and were actually winning seven to five in the top of the ninth until uh, Rafael Dolis gave up three runs uh including a home run uh, and and the jays lost eight to seven um that's where the 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 unmitigated shitstorm, if you will really took place the striplings of the day before we, we never really had a chance we're down we're down five nothing before the offense even got to the plate so we can't really say that's where it started the the, the ninth inning loss on on thursday is where things really took a turn for the worse yeah i gotta pop up. Got, I, gotta, I gotta do it. this <laughs> yeah yeah uh, drink it i feel you all right um <laughs> friday the rays come to town well the rays make the half or 20 minute drive from st petersburg up to dunedin and uh they beat the jays nine to seven in 12 innings now this game again patrick the jays um the game was the game was close it was tied after tied after six innings so we can't really say they blew it late um they weren't able to score, however, in the, either the 10th or the 11th after putting up zeros. you got to think the home team should be able to score one run in extras, but they couldn't do it. Uh, they had some failed bunt attempts, which you uh, love to see, uh, including a Santiago Espinal two-strike foul bunt to record the out. Then they go and gave up four runs in the top of the 12th. Now, you feel bad for Beasley because he got put in for that 12th inning. Never should have been in the game because it should have been over well before that. And up to that, up to that point, um, Anthony K had given the Jays four good innings. He gave up two runs, managed to work around four walks. Uh, Bergen gave up two runs. Cole gave up a run, and that was after six innings. Then from there on, we had zeros from Romano, Meza, and Chatwood, and Pamps put up two zeros, two innings. He worked the tenth and the eleventh, 
and then Beasley comes in for the 12th because there was literally nobody left to pitch, and he gives up four runs, three of them earned, two walks, and a home run. And he should never have been in that game. Saturday, the Jays are up. Or the, the game is tied 1-1, going to the eighth inning. The Jays scored their in the, in the first. The Rays got one in the fifth. The Rays go get one in the eighth, uh, and then they go again again and get one in the ninth to win 3-1. to one. Um, Robbie Ray was great again. Seven innings, five hits, one run. It was a solo shot, seven strikeouts, and he did not walk a batter yet again. The Jays were 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position and only managed six hits on that in the day, and they had three defensive errors. Sunday, <laughs> this one. This one's the one that, for me, really hurts the most, honestly. Uh, the Boston games obviously sucked. The 12th inning loss suck, but this one hurts. Jays are up 4-2 to two going to the ninth, and uh, proceed to uh, start Chatwood in the inning. He walks a couple batters, gives up two hits, ends up being charged with four runs, um, partly due to the fact that Travis Bergen had to face three batters, and he walked the first three batters that he faced before getting the out. So he was one-third of an inning pitched, three walks. He walked in three runs with the bases loaded, Patrick Marsh. Um, yeah. And he had, he, you have to leave him in because he can't pull him up with the three-batter minimum rule. Um, and then the Jays just couldn't get anything going in the ninth, lose 6-4. to four. And then today's game, an absolute disaster. Um, I don't even remember. Like The score was 14-8. to eight. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. hit two home runs today. Uh, Guriel had a home run. Simeon tied the game with a two-run shot. Um, and then the absolute implosion, once again, of, of our of our bullpen, um, allowing uh, seven runs in the top of the 11th. Again, seven runs in the top of the 11th. Just an absolute disaster. And you have to give props to the guys who pitched the start of the game today. Uh, Thornton was Thornton's line looks bad. He gave up five runs, however, none of them were earned, partly due to the fact that he got pinched on two um, two strike three calls that should have been strike three but were called ball four. Should have been four outs in the inning before the runs even came around. Uh, those both ended up being walks. Ends up giving up a grand slam to Wendell, uh, partly due to the fact that Santiago Espinal committed an error as well too. So none of those five runs were on Thornton. He should have been out of the inning before anything happened. But then they go to Ross Stripling after the opener. And Ross Stripling has probably his best outing as a Blue Jay. Gives up two hits and two walks over seven scoreless innings and strikes out seven to get your team uh, through the first eight innings of the game. And the Jays managed to tie that game, Patrick. Uh, in the eighth inning, Vladimir Guerrero hits his second two-run home run of the day. He's uh, hitting 333 on the season now and is tied for the major league lead with 15 home runs with Acuna Jr. Absolutely having an MVP season. Um, and then you go to extra innings. And here's where it all goes wrong again for the Blue Jays. Castro gives up two runs, one of them earned. Payamps gives up four runs, three earned. And Meza gives up three runs in extra innings. Again, those are three guys... Uh, Castro, Pamps, and Meza, who probably aren't on this team if everyone is healthy at this point, because Meza's had a rough two weeks here, and Pamps and Castro are AAA arms that are here because of all the injuries to the bullpen. So, again, I know I've been rambling here, but 
I got into a couple of Twitter debates with some fans on Twitter yesterday who one of them was convinced that Charlie Montoya is trying to let the Rays win. They think that he wants Kevin Cash's job <laughs> somehow. I don't know. Uh, think they, they think he's still loyal to the Rays. But if you're Charlie Montoya, are you going to trot out Santiago Espinal to the mound to, to pitch instead of Tim Meza? I don't think so. He's got to go with the guys that he's got in the bullpen. Um, there's another guy who wanted to fire the high-performance department. Is the high-performance department walking seven guys in yesterday's game? They are not. Like, this is on the players. They're, it's on the bullpen, really. I mean, you had, two, you had two great starts from Ryu this week. You had a great start from Robbie Ray. Um, Steven Matz had one bad inning, but then was, was solid over the rest of his, of his six innings. It's like... At Don't sooner, forget today's stripling stabilizer. Stripling, yeah, stripling seven scoreless innings after you give up five in the first. Let you allow your team to get back into the game and tie it. Like that, that can't be overlooked. And then you have this bullpen. I mean, Romano struck out the side in a perfect, a perfect ninth. I would have loved to see him out there in the tenth, just at least to start it. Let him go until he gets into trouble because you have to go to Castro, Pamps, and Meza, and life is pain when you have to go to those three guys right now. Um, yeah, it's 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 firmly on the bullpen. I mean, you look back at the scores in this game and this this week. Uh, yeah, the Jays only put up they put up less than four runs uh, three times, but they scored eight, seven, seven, uh, four, and then eight today, and they lost all but one of those games. <laughs> like. It's it's bad when your offense is putting up a decent amount of runs. You got to be able to win games, but your 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 pitching staff is giving up seven to ten runs a game. You're not you're never going to win. And you're not going to make the playoffs. So, um, yeah, getting out of Dunedin is the thing that this team needs most. But we get to go to the friendly confines of Yankee Stadium now and enjoy that ballpark with its joke of a, fr- a right field porch. Um, so that's going to be fun. I hope Vladdy hits three fly balls that should be pop outs and they end up being home runs to the second deck at Yankee Stadium. So. Yeah. Um, Let I don't me, know, man. I, I gotta go. <laughs> you, I go. Gotta, I, you go. You no, go. I, I gotta mean, drink. Like, I, I, I gotta, I've got some things I gotta say. The first thing that needs to be said is uh, this sucks. We're all aware of why we're losing these games. If you watch the game, you know what's happening. <laughs> this is not Charlie Montoya's fault. Amen. There is no quantity of data that is going to back that up nothing charlie montoy is not the guy who is throwing the pitches he's the guy who manages the lineup he's the guy who makes in-game calls he's the guy who pulls pitchers etc etc he is not the guy out there throwing absolute garbage <laughs> not as it's not his fault when the pen struggles and if you look i mean i don't want to get into specifically who deserves the flack because it's spread out pretty evenly amongst the oh pen. yeah um but this is the pen regressing to the mean um, yeah, it's coming back to bite us in the ass, using that phrase. Um, it's one thing for a guy to go out there and have a shit inning where he gives up a run or 
you know, tosses a taco, you know. Dunedin is a Mickey Mouse park. Uh, a lot of balls are going to leave, especially if the wind carries it, and that happened a lot. And the team should never be in a position where they have to worry about the wind speed at a ballpark <laughs> as to whether or not they're going to win or lose a game. No, what wins and loses games is keeping guys off the base path. And the Jays just completely imploded after the 8 nothing win. They couldn't keep guys off the base. Another problem that they're going to have to deal with sooner than later is the reality that uh, this team is very bad at fielding. Um, some poorly timed errors especially in Saturday's game. Jesus Christ. Uh, and then again on Sunday. And then again today. I mean, I, you can't get mad at the at late inning guys. If the game's already over, if you're already down by five runs, you're probably not going to win the game anyway. But, like, you can't... We can't blame the starters. No. Starters aren't the problem right now. It's the bullpen, and the bullpen is not giving us what we need out of them anymore, which means, you know, that delicious cushion of being six games above 500 that we had built up she through... Go. Yeah, through through amazing efforts from uh, Hwan Jin Ryu and Robbie, Robbie Ray. Um, it's gone. So... Now it's time to regroup. The team is still 23-23, and 23, which is 500. Yes, they're five games back of the wild card. Yes, they're five and a half games back of first place in their division. However, there are still 116 games left. 116 games of baseball left. Anything can happen at any point. Yeah, it's true. It could go both ways. They could lose 20 games in a row, or they could win 20 games in a row. Who the hell knows? This team is so random. Yeah. Won six to seven games against teams like the Braves and the Phillies, and then they they battered the Red Sox, and then Stinkers. they got battered <laughs> by the Red Sox, and then they gave up a squeaker to the Red Sox. They gave up another squeaker to the Rays. They gave up another squeaker to the Rays. They gave up another squeaker to the Rays, and then they just folded today. Yeah. And um, there's something there's something going on in the pen. <laughs> I don't know if they got to eat the Reedies, but I mean, you can't walk this quantity of guys and expect to win no. a baseball game. But this this shit isn't Charlie Montoya's fault. None and of if it you is. Think that, if you think that, you should Here's probably the door. Yeah. stop listening to this podcast, turn in your, uh, your Toronto Blue Jays pajamas uh, and your fan card and go, go outside and touch some grass. There's a whole big world out there. Put your mask on. Um, and just go out there and live your life because this team will baseball will will pound the soul out of your body. One if thing you invest that much into it. Yeah, one thing that I want to add before we move out of this stretch of games is uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. had 11 hits over these seven games. Hmm. Uh, everybody who hit seven, eight, nine in the lineup combined for 12 hits over these this weeks of games. So not getting much production from the bottom third of the lineup. Yeah. Um. And yeah, the the top the top five or six guys, pretty good. Guriel has bumped his average up to two forty seven. He had three hits today, Patrick. 
Um, yeah. Teoscar's hitting 322. Vladdy's at 333. Simeon's at 283. Bo's at 267. And Grichuk's at 273. Um, Bo needs to move down the lineup. I know it's sacrosanct to say that, but listen, he is not getting those timely hits at this moment, and I think it's okay to shuffle your lineup a little bit and put the guys who are hot at the top, and that's what I would do. I mean, there's, I don't know if the Jays have another player who should hit second. Um. Uh, <laughs> I would argue that if they're going to shuffle the lineup, you put the guy who's hitting who's hotter and that's Guriel and give him a shot yeah. if he if he if he's bad he's bad it doesn't matter Bichette is wildly inconsistent he has these ridiculous chase swings yeah first pitch chase it's I know like I don't know if it's in his head that he feels like he has to compete with Guerrero or what but his approach at the plate you can you can see it it's even being spoken about very openly on the broadcast so this isn't me going out of my way to, to, you know, to shit on Bo Bichette. He's a great player. Hopefully he's a career J, and if he is, then he'll, you know, hopefully, you know, we see great things from him. He has the capability of hitting 300, but when you're off to a rough, a, a rough start, um, you're off to a rough start. Yeah. Um, okay, so we, we just kind of mentioned it. The season is just over a quarter over now. Still 116 games left. The Blue Jays uh, at this moment, 23 and 23. Now we're going to go into three things. We're going to do good stuff, bad stuff, and things that we want to see going forward in maybe the next quarter mark of the season. Um, starting with the good. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., obviously. He's uh, top three in American League average, tied for first with home runs, and uh, second in RBIs going after that triple crown probably the american league mvp if the season ends today maybe shohei otani is the only other guy who you could argue in the american league that uh could take the mvp from vlad with the way he is uh hit as well as obviously added in the pitching as well too yeah it might be otani but Guerrero... yeah i i think i think vladdy might get it because the angels are even worse than the blue jays uh <laughs> they, they always are I mean, mike trout's out for a while too by the way he has a he got, he got injured. Uh, Marcus Semyon having a great comeback season after a down year last year. Obviously, we know we all we all know he finished top five in American League MVP voting in 2019. He is working his way back into that like, kind of caliber of player again, and really proving that he is worth every penny of that 18 million dollar deal that he signed with us, and going to earn himself a payday this this coming uh, winter. Uh, Hanjin Ryu. Everything and more. Uh, somebody had posted, I believe, last week or maybe two weeks ago now that through his first however many starts the Blue Jays, like 20 starts, he was worth like $22 million in, in terms of added win value and war. And the Blue Jays are playing him, paying him $20 million a year, so worth every penny so far. And he's only made like 22 or 23 starts for us. Hasn't even made a full season's worth yet, which is about 32. Um, Robbie Ray, he's got his groove back. He's not walking batters anymore. He's got like one walk in his last, I think it's 158 batters, which is insane. If he can keep pitching like this too, I mean, I think we're paying him $8 million this year, which is absolutely uh, a total bargain at this point. Uh, and then Teoscar Hernandez proving that his last season was not a fluke either. As we've, we've, we know that he's, his average is well over 300 right now, and he's looked absolutely dynamite since coming off of the COVID IL a few weeks ago. 
so yeah, the, those are the, those are the good things, Patrick. There is good on this team. Yep, there sure is, and it's worth noting that the team is still, you know, floating around 500. Yeah, we yep. didn't expect Boston to be this good. Uh, the Yankees went through a rough patch, but you know, when you pay, you know, you're paying a quarter of a billion dollars to, to <laughs> some players. You know, you're you've purchased a, a phenomenal team. Yeah. Uh, very very well managed. Uh, and, and, you know, uh, money well spent. Uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, uh, I think, are the the very definition of, of an excellent run team. They're everything that the Jays want to be. Um, but keep in mind, that team made the World Series last year, did they not? Yeah, they lost Am the I, World Series to the Dodgers. Yep. You know, like, um, are our memories suddenly, you know, dissipating? Remember, look, these are some of the best teams in baseball. It's just a fact the AL East is absolutely stacked with good teams. There's not much you can do about it. Uh, you're going to have to play them, and you're going to have to beat them if you're going to make the playoffs. And if you don't beat them, and if you lose six games in a row to them, you're probably not. Yeah. Um, but that being said, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is has proven so far this year that – the last two seasons were not reflective of uh, his capabilities as a player. He's got more power than his dad, uh, and he might hit for a better average than his dad, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcus Samin, I mean, if we're still floating around 500 come July, I'm okay with trading him for for something you know, for value because the team. It's funny, a week ago I would have said, hell no. And I think I did pose that question too. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, if this team just floats around 500 and never gets, you know, a good run going again like they had before, you know, deal them. Deal them yeah. to a contender and get some value back. There's tons of teams that have deep prospect pools like Tampa who might want that extra little bit of a run at the end. Uh, and Marcus Semin is the comeback player of the year, in my opinion. Uh, although Robbie Ray, not that far behind. Yeah, He's could not be walking. him too. I wonder if Ryu gets annoyed, though, because this is year two. Last year, third place Cy Young voting. He'll probably be top five again. At this point, yeah. Unless disastrous happens. Uh, he's not regressing the way that people anticipated. I'm looking at you, Fangraphs. Uh, it hasn't happened yet. He's still continuing to pitch... At his Cy Young level, um, the only issue for Ryu is that he's pitching in the same uh, league as guys like Garrett Cole and Shane Bieber. Not much you can do about that. Uh, and Teoscar Hernandez, this is the normal for him. This isn't a fluke. If anything, he's gotten better than last year. Oh, yeah, I would agree with you. Um, Crazy. Yes, there, there is stuff to be proud of, stuff to be happy about, not optimistic about, but... There were some bad things that happened in the first quarter of the season, too. Uh, the big one for me is the rotation. Um, after Ryu, Mats, and Ray, uh, we've had a poo-poo platter of openers. We had Roark. We've had Stripling, Kay, Zoic, Thornton, uh, whoever else has been in that spot. Pearson. Um, and they haven't been good. I think I don't know if the Jays have, have won a game from that that spot in the rotation yet uh, in terms of like pitcher win loss records so that's not great 
Um, the bullpen, of course, uh, started off so good in April, and then obviously in, in May it's been a, a complete uh, train wreck. Uh, Biggio, Guriel Jansen have all struggled at the plate. Rowdy Telez could be added into this group. Um, Guriel is coming on hot. Biggio still has a good on-base percentage, but he is striking out a lot more. Uh, Denny Jansen is hitting worse than he did last year, um, which is something. <laughs> to... Yeah. And, and and the defense is making errors. And obviously we've, we've seen this week, pretty much every game has been a late-inning collapse where we've been winning or tied and then just blown a, a, an absolute tire and yeah it's it's been it's been it's not been less than ideal to to put it mildly <laughs> uh it's worth saying though uh very interesting to see the strategy today may, may in hindsight maybe ross tripling starts this game instead um but here's a little interesting tidbit uh i want to spin a positive here uh you know gotta Got to hang back for our boy. Uh, Ross Strip. This is from Keegan Matheson, by the way. At Keegan Matheson. Uh, writes great stuff. Uh, and always has uh, better insight than the uh, the ding-dongs who try to subtweet him there on Twitter. Uh, Ross Stripling says that he made some major changes since his last start. Uh, he learned that he was tipping some pitches. Uh, so he looked for ways to address that while also making his timing more consistent and deceptive. It worked. Seven efficient shutout innings. Hashtag Blue Jays. And again, that's from Keegan. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll say, like, the only reason that we had a shot at this game at all, aside from Vladdy at the plate, was uh, a stripling on the bump. He looked great. Seven innings, he was he was doing everything uh, that, you know, we expected him to do. And I th- personally, maybe I'm biased, I think that he... Today he earned, he re-earned the opportunity to start the next game because the opener clearly didn't go so well today. Now not everybody is gonna, you know, walk a bunch of guys, give up a bunch of hits, and then give up a fucking grand slam. But I mean, you know, credit to Stripling. Uh, I still think he's got what it takes. The problem is that, you know, we had to deal with some stinkiness from Rourke and. Uh, Anthony K has struggled. TJ Zoic has struggled. Uh, we just can't. We can't seem to put together a solid rotation. Yeah. And uh, I don't even think Nate Pearson is the answer either uh, to these problems. Uh, I think ultimately the bigger problem is the bullpen. If you look at it, Stripling K and Zoic all came out of the bullpen. So did Rourke. All came out of the bullpen at some point. We can't. We we're not going to be able to continue treading water with a patchwork pen. It's the number one worst part of, of Jay's baseball right now. We could deal with struggling hitters because we have so many guys whose OPS is well over 800. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, at at the peak of this week, there were five out of nine hitters with an OPS over 800, which is insane when you think about it. There's probably not another lineup in our division. Who, who can boast that? The problem is when they're on, they're on, and when they're off, they're off. And when you got guys like Guriel, who should be one of those OPS 800 guys struggling, and Danny Jansen for a long time was struggling at the plate, uh, you know, swinging at everything because he, he just wants to get that hit. He wants to be a contributor. Um, it's just a shit show. And we'll see whether or not this team actually makes some sort of trade. 
or if they're just going to continue with in-house solutions. But I mean, the key word is just going to be treading water. Yeah. Um, stuff that we want to see coming going forward here. Uh, potentially a trade for some more starting pitching. Uh, if we can't get the internal help from guys like Hatch, Pearson, hashtag free Manoa, um, perhaps we have to go outside of the organization, maybe trade one of our top prospects. We've got three big shortstops in Martin, Groshans, and Aurelvis Martinez. Martinez, by the way, is having an insane start to his full for first yeah. full season. He's playing really well. Um, we need consistent command from Nate Pearson in order for him to work his way back into the big leagues. We need a healthy George Springer. We've had like three and a half games of Springer so far this year, which can't be overlooked either. Uh, and we could use Thomas Hatch, uh, who's going to he's on that rehab assignment. Um, he could make one more start for Buffalo and then likely back with the Blue Jays, whether it's in a bullpen role like last season or potentially in a starter's role. Um we need some consistency in the in the, those fourth and fifth spots. We're pretty sure what we're going to get from Ryu, Ray, and Mats at this point. Um, but we do need some consistency in those fourth and fifth spots. Yeah, I agree. Um, Alec Minot has been great in AAA. Um, yeah, I still I think wanted... he needs like three more three more starts like he's had to convince me that he's ready. Yeah, I want to see a bounce back start. Um, we haven't. Ha- <laughs> yeah, if he has a bad one, right? <laughs> yeah, it's we- it's it's weird to say it, but I mean, I want to see him overcome adversity. Like, I want to see him have a rough start. Not, I mean, I don't want. I mean, you, you, I we know what you mean. Yeah, you want to see how he how he does after a start that maybe doesn't go so well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we've seen it with uh, with Stripling today. Uh, although it wasn't a start, it should have been a start. And if it had, maybe a different game. Um, but he looked great out there, and it's the same thing. I want to see other pitchers go through that. And right now, with the the bullpen is just flailing, trying to keep themselves from getting sunk. Uh, we're gonna have to do something, whether it's from within the organization in the form of Manoa, or Hatch, or Pearson. Uh, or if we make a trade, let's let's revisit something I brought up at the beginning of the year. There are teams that are stanky or are on pace to be stanky this year. Uh, Colorado, Detroit. Uh, I'm putting the Reds in that category because I like Luis Castillo and I'll always bring up his name. These three guys, uh, Yerman Marquez, uh, Luis Castillo, uh, and then Boyd in Detroit, Throw some resources at them. I don't understand what the point is of having a super deep prospect pool. You can't start four shortstops. You know, when <laughs> when the time comes for these guys to graduate, you can't have Bichette, Martin, Groshans, and Martinez all on the infield. They all play the same position. And even if you were to move them over to third or second, I mean, I don't know. I just... Use some of those resources to try to get some pitching help. We're we're in dire need right now, and uh, the season's not getting any younger. Granted, there's still 110 plus games left. Let's make a goddamn trade. Let let's make some moves. Atkins and Shapiro proved over the last five years that they have been incredibly shrewd negotiators. I want to see them make a trade that that benefits the the team in the short term as opposed to only constantly refilling the coffers. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep, I get you. 
let's turn it around on other teams and say, here are interesting pieces. Uh, let's make a deal. Let's get one of these big boys because uh, all these guys have talent that I mentioned, the three guys. Um, if you – scenario for you, Justin. Uh, if you had the choice between Marquez, Castillo, and Boyd, uh, who would you pursue and why? Uh, I'm probably going after after Marquez. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I think he has the best stuff out of the three. Castillo has actually probably got the lowest asking price right now. He hasn't been that great this season. Um, had a couple of better starts lately from what I've seen. but uh, Yeah, he's he's not having a great year. He's already negative 1.2 war. Yeah. His whip is 1.796, which is probably the opposite of what you would want. <laughs> but give this guy 15 minutes with Pete Walker, and I'm pretty sure he'd be able to settle it down. Yeah. it's um, uh, Yeah, I, I, so I, I think Marquez is the guy I'd go after. That's I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Yeah, what's, what interests me about uh, Marquez, and I've been following his career since he debuted uh, back in 2016, he's still, like, he has uh, 116 starts experience, but he's only 26 years old, and he just turned 26 uh, back in f- late February, so he's he's got, a, you know, a long, long career ahead of him. Uh, not having a great year so far, but he's not really having a bad one. He's started 10 games so far. He's 3-4. and four. 4.82 ERA, not exactly something that you, you know, want to write home about. But uh, the FIP is 3.97. The WHIP is 1.586, which is the shits. But he's, you know, he's probably not at that high in asking price. And his age, he fits in perfectly well. Uh, with this organization so i'd say i agree with you actually for once um (laughs) matt boyd is a little bit older uh and he has less uh of a positive repertoire it's only this season that his era has been below 4.39 uh it's in nine starts so significantly less than the others uh but career era of you know just under five probably not what you want you probably get him for pretty cheap but we need somebody we need a diesel engine (laughs) (laughs) oh god never again um let's look at let's look ahead at the next uh, couple of games here so the blue jays are headed to to new york to play the yankees the yankees are 28 and 19 the jays are now at 523 and 23 game one tomorrow all three of these games at 705 p.m eastern time Features Steven Matz against uh, Corey Kluber, who's coming off a no-hitter. Um, everyone is throwing no-hitters this year, so that's that's a fun stat. Uh, in Wednesday's game, we have TBD for the Blue Jays. Could be a bullpen day, which, my God, please stop me from throwing up in my mouth. Against Domingo Herman, who's actually been pretty good for the Yankees. Yeah. Um, yeah. We did give we, we did uh, get three runs of him in, in on April 4th, his first start of the year, but been a while since then and then robbie ray wraps up the series against jordan montgomery battle at lefties uh ray has not has only walked one batter for his past six starts uh and montgomery is coming off a seven scoreless inning performance against the white Sox, who are a very good team as well too uh and he's been very good in may so it's it's going to be three tough games against the against the yankees uh but at least we have two of our starters going who are pretty sure we know what we're going to get from them so uh, we'll, we'll see what happens in the Mats and Ray games. And then that TBD game, yeah, if whether it's a bullpen day 
or they call somebody else up. Maybe Anthony K comes back. Uh, we'll see, but it's going to be interesting. The Jays need to rebound and hopefully get a win or two against the Yankees to avoid not only to avoid falling below 500, but to avoid losing more ground in, in these important divisional games. We had seven games this week against division, and we were one and six. So those are big losses. Um, now, but yeah. <laughs> a question for you, Justin. All right, here we are. Okay. If we, I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm not trying to get people's hopes up. Let's say we come back and we sweep the Yankees. That puts us at three games above 500 after, uh, you know, a relatively disastrous uh, AL East campaign. Still no games against <laughs> uh, the Baltimore Orioles, so y'all don't worry. We got some juicy games against the Orioles coming up in July or June and July. It's all good. <laughs> we'll be able to beat up on the Trash Birds soon enough. Let's say we sweep the Yankees, though. Does that restore your faith in this team, or do you think we're at the point now where really it just doesn't matter until we get we get our ducks in a row uh, from a, a, a lineup perspective, from a roster perspective. If we sweep the Yankees, I, I haven't lost hope in this team yet, but the Jays need to win the series. I don't care if it's two, if it's two games or, or a sweep. They need to win this series to uh, to right the ship and to stop the bleeding because right now it's it's the, the more games that keep piling up with these late collapses the more that goes to everyone's heads and, and then the, the team just gets into a free fall. Uh, we've seen good Jays teams in the past have similar stretches and just never be able to recover. We can't afford to lose 11 games in a row. Uh, we've long lost six in a row. Um, yeah, we need something. We need somebody to have a great performance uh, on the mound, whether it's a bullpen or another starter, just, just to keep... Just, we need Steven Matz to go out there tomorrow and just be dominant like we saw him in his first four starts. He's from New York, so maybe he'll uh, have some some family in attendance and put on a show for them. But we need we need something to happen in order for this team to to feel good about itself. Because right now, I, I guarantee you, even Vladdy Guerrero, who is hitting like 400 over the last week, probably doesn't feel that good about himself just because of the fact the team is losing. Um, so yeah, yep. the, the Jays need to win. They need to win some games. They're on pace to win 81 games, folks. <laughs> yeah. Look. If at the end of the year, we said it before many times uh, when we were projecting this team and when we were, you know, 16 games in, et cetera, as long as you float around 500 until the trade deadline, you're not completely out of it. And you know mm -hmm. the wild card is going to be something like 95, 96 games. So even if they were to, you know, hit every, everybody's projections and say they won 86 games, they're not going to make it anyway. So. Yeah. You gotta go on some sort of run. The window is open, yes. However, this is year one of the window. Uh, last year doesn't really count uh, because we were given the kind of favor of an expanded playoffs. Right. Not anymore. It doesn't exist. Uh, and it's just not going to get any easier with teams like Tampa who are always reloading or teams like the Yankees who have an unlimited payroll or teams like boston who find ways to win and you know with the return of their manager alex cora uh no comment but still you know if we're gonna win you gotta fix this roster yeah i don't know who that falls on 
well, with that being Charlie Montoya. Yeah. With, with that being said, let's let's wrap this one up. Um, I've had enough feeling sad. I need to go do something fun. I feel like I'm in England today. It's raining here, so it's not really much better outside. But uh, for Patrick out in Halifax, Justin here in Saskatoon. Follow us on Twitter at BFMD Podcast. Uh, listen to the show on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more. Find everything that we do at bfmdpodcast.com. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode. Hopefully you're having a better day than the Blue Jays are, but chances are if you're listening to us, you're probably in the exact same mood as we are. Um, Hopefully things get better this next week on the road. And then the good news is we never have to play another regular season home game in Dunedin again because we're going to Buffalo. And the Jays had fun in Buffalo last year. Hopefully we can do the same this year and then maybe get back to Toronto at some point. But we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys uh, sometime this week during the current road trip.